This is Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement or how to buy consulting services. You'll get tips on how to use consulting, buy consulting, and managing the consulting. And now your host, Ellen Lafitte. Welcome back to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the definitive podcast for insight into the world of consulting procurement. My name is Elaine, and I'm your host, and today we'll embark on an exploration of why consulting is so different. So we'll dig deep and delve into the intangible facets of it. But before we get head straight into today's topic, let's briefly revisit last week's episode, which was all about the dynamics of direct and indirect procurement. So direct and indirect procurement have traditionally been seen differently. You know, direct focuses on long-term relationship for essential products, while indirect targets cost control for non-essential. Yet this view is changing, especially for strategic indirect categories like consulting services. So the distinction between direct and indirect procurement is becoming less relevant as both play strategic roles in business success. You know, recognizing the strategic value of all procurement, whether traditionally seen as direct or indirect, is key. And the focus should shift toward identifying strategic and non-strategic purchasing, ensuring even non-strategic buying is approached effectively. So emphasizing collaboration, technology, strong supplier relationships, and alignment with business goals is crucial for optimizing procurement across the board. So if you missed our latest episode, no worries, dive into our rich discussions anytime on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, you name it. And for a deeper dive into the consulting sourcing universe, you can check out consultingquest.com. You'll find a wealth of knowledge with our white papers, ebooks, podcast transcripts, etc. And don't forget to share the gems with your network and leave us a review. You know, you'll feel that fuels of passion to continually bring you top-tier content. Uh, on top of that, we have some hands-on workshop coming up, uh, covering everything from mastering negotiations with consulting firms to crafting effective RFP. So if you're keen on joining, you can reach out at hcl at consultingquest.com and embark with us on this enriching journey. Well, all right, then, now back to today's episode, where we are going to uncover what truly sets consulting apart from other categories. And it all begins with trust. So let's get started. You know, trusting the consultants involved in your project can really transform the entire consulting experience. It will make it smoother, more collaborative, and ultimately ensure the effective application of recommendations. But you might be wondering, why is trust such a big deal in consulting? Well, let's take a dive into the fascinating psychology of trust, and I promise it won't be boring. So to understand the role of trust in consulting, we have to explore the inner working of our brains and emotions. So trust isn't just a warm and fuzzy feeling. It's a complex web of factors that influence our decisions. You know, imagine you are a client really looking for to revamp your organization. You've brought in a team of consultants to help define the right options. Now, from the very beginning, if you sense that these consultants are genuinely committed to your success, that they have your best interest at heart, and they're not just in it for the paycheck, you start to trust them. 
It's like a spark that ignites the collaboration. And when trust is present, you're more likely to open up, to share personal information and actively engage in brainstorming sessions. You're also more inclined to implement their recommendation with confidence. So you see, it's a powerful dynamic that can make or break a consulting project. So what are the key components of trust? These are the building blocks that make up the foundation of trust in consulting. And I have to tell you, these insights come from a fascinating podcast I listened to featuring an expert in the field, Adam Waits. It's an associate professor of management and organizations at the Kellogg School of Management. Uh, you will find the link to the podcast in the description of this episode. So going back to our topic. First up, we have benevolence. So think of it as the consultant's genuine kindness and caring nature. You perceive them as truly invested in your success. Are they looking up for your best interest, not just their bottom line? Next, we have integrity. It's about trust in their ethical compass. Can you count on them to do the right thing, even when no one's watching? You know, integrity is all about knowing that your consultants will always act in an right and principle matter. And now moving on to competence. So this one is a biggie, right? Do your consultants have the skills and knowledge required to get the job done? You know, trusting competence means believing that they're not just talk, but they have the expertise and ability to deliver the results that you need. And last but not least, predictability. Can you rely on your consultants to act consistently and predictably? Trust and predictability means you know what to expect from them and there are no surprises along the way. So what does all this mean for consulting? Well, it means that trust is the secret sauce that can make or break a consulting engagement. When you as a client believe that a consultant is not only competent, but also reliable, it changes the game. It's not just about the project sponsor, you know, the one who's footing the bill. It's about the entire team involved in the project. Trust in a consultant ripples through the entire process. So let me share a story with you. You know, in, in early in my career during my tenure at Gaz de France, I faced what initially seemed like an insurmountable challenge. You know, we were to implement the ISO Night Southern, you know, gas emergency group. So for those who aren't familiar, um, Gaz de France was a place where strong unions and a workforce that quite frankly, did not shy away from showing toughness, let's say that way. The task at hand required a fundamental shift from an over work culture to a written one. A leap that was, to say the least, daunting. And the transition demanding more than just a change in procedures. It called for a transformation in mindset and culture. You know, given the deeply ingrained oral tradition of communication within the team, convincing my colleagues to document processes adhere to standardized procedures and essentially to change the way they had been working for years was no small feat. So the cornerstone of this transformation, trust. You know, building trust wasn't about asserting authority or demonstrating superior knowledge. It was about opening a two-way street of communication, learning, and adaptation. You know, I really quickly realized that to move forward, I had to earn the trust of my colleagues. And this makes engaging with them not as subordinates who needed instruction, 
with us partners in a shared journey of improvement. And truth to be told, the learning curve was steep and not just for my team, but for me as well. You know, each step of the way, trust was what paved the road ahead. It allowed me to gain their attention, to be heard. And my colleagues were not just willing to listen to my arguments, but to engage with them, to uh, propose adjustment and take ownership of the process. And this collaborative approach rooted in mutual respect and trust was what ultimately led us not just to implement the ISO 9000 framework, but to achieve certification. So reflecting on this lesson, you know, it's a pivotal um, takeaway that image, one that has profoundly influenced my perspective on consulting throughout my career, the transformative power of trust. You know, trust transcends the conventional notion of a source value to become a strategic asset. It's pivotal for opening doors, to facilitating meaningful dialogue and nurturing a culture of collaboration and continuous improvement. And in consulting where change is often the only constant, Trust lays the groundwork for building successful, impactful engagement. But now, trust is a multifaceted gem, shimmering directly depending on who's looking. But if we're to find a starting point in a quest to trustworthy consultants, because that's what it's about, right? Uh, you need to find those consultants that you can trust. We are going to look at the concept of fit. So what does fit mean in the consulting world? So it's a term that captures the essence of a consultant's ability to gel with your organization, embodying integrity, expertise, and knowledge. So it is about more than just ticking boxes. It's about finding that consultant whose approach, style, and ethos align with your specific needs and culture of your project and organization. And yes, this alignment can shift dramatically from one project to another, which means that the consultant for one project is not necessarily the one for the next project. So that's why it's such a complex notion. So now let's break down fit a bit further. You know, at its core, you're looking at expertise, both in the capabilities necessary for the work at hand and relevant industry experience. But it's not just about having experience. It's about having the right kind of experience, the depths that resonate with your project unit challenges and goals. But as we'll delve deeper, we start to touch on the softer, yet equally critical aspects of fit, location, language, cultural components. You know, these elements can significantly influence how smoothly the consulting engagement runs. And then at the heart of it all are the people themselves. Consulting isn't just a business transaction. It's a human interaction. It's about the individuals who will be working closely with your team. Who are these consultants? Will they mesh well with your team's dynamic? Let me paint you a picture with a, a real-life scenario. Imagine you're leading a transformation in a center of excellence, surrounded by teams brimming with experienced professionals. You're delving into intricate, specialized expertise. Would you lean towards a time of bright-eyed, bushy-tailed young consultant straight out of college? Or might you prefer a, a cadre of seasoned consultant, former executives with years of direct experience in the field? See, finding the right fit in consulting goes far beyond just the price tag 
and the brand prestige. It's profoundly about the people on both sides of the equation, their personalities, experiences, and critically, the ability to work well together to deliver the value that's expected. And these listeners is the secret sauce to capturing the best value in any consulting engagement. It seems obvious, doesn't it? Yet more than often than not, this doesn't happen. So what for the wrench in the works? What keeps us from always making these ideal matches? And the answer, while simple, is also one of the most powerful forces in human nature, emotions, and personal connections. You know, consulting at its heart is a human-to-human -human business. It's about building relationships, about creating bonds that can sometimes become as strong as those that we have with close colleagues and even friends. And while this connection can be the very thing that makes a consulting engagement successful, it can also cloud our judgment and lead us to make decisions based on feelings rather than facts. You know, now imagine for a moment that trust is the door to a client's organization. If that's the case, then empathy and emotional intelligence are the keys that unlock deeper level of collaboration and partnerships. Consultants are just hard brain, they're hard hearts too. They dive into the emotional depth of an organization, feeling the pulse of its people, understanding their fears and celebrating their joys. This emotional attunement allows consultants to navigate the complex interpersonal dynamics with client organization with grace and effectiveness. But here's the rub. You know, as consultants, we often find ourselves building personal relationship with our clients. And it's part of what makes us good at our jobs. You know, these relationships become so strong that the, th the thought of breaking them seems not just daunting, but downright wrong. And that is so, because maintaining these relationships are crucial. However, it's also crucial for our clients to recognize when this cherished bond might begin to obscure that judgment. It has a risk that the close relationship form can lead them to view consultants less critically, not just as partner, which they are, but forgetting that they are fundamentally suppliers. And it's essential to maintain that perspective to ensure that decisions are always aligned with the company's best interest. However, this very reliance on influence and personal connection brings us to a significant crossroad, the challenge of introducing new suppliers into the fold. Our internal stakeholders often have a favorite tune they love to play, sticking to the consultant they know and trust. Why venture into the unknown with a new supplier, they ask, when the real existing relationship not only feels like a comfy old tune, but also has thanks to the tune of tangible results and a strong return on investment. It's a compelling argument indeed. If the current partnership is not just meeting but exceeding expectations, the urge to change the music can seem at best minimal. Here, where the story takes an interesting turn, picture this as we're knee deep in the world of cost optimization within the consulting category for a US based company, something unexpected unfolded. And it's not a fictional tale, mind you. The CPO himself dropped this bombshell on us. This consulting firm, you shouldn't touch them because they're the pet consultants. Of the CFA. So suddenly we're not just talking about comfort zones. We're venturing into the realm of court favorite in a royal palace, right? This isn't merely about sticking to the known for a fear of the unknown. It's about the perception and sometimes the reality. 
that certain consultants hold a protected status, that special badge, badge on invisibility grounded by those close ties to power. Here lies a delicate balance. While it's true that a proven track record and a deep personal connection with a consultant can lead to outstanding outcomes. This comfort zone can become a barrier to exploring potentially more innovative or cost-effective solutions. And it's about recognizing that attachment to existing suppliers driven by positive past experience and the emotional bonds that have been formed can sometimes cloud our judgment or limit our openness to new possibilities. And to navigate this water successfully, implementing solid supplier relationship management is key. It's not about dismissing the value of established partnership. Rather, it's about setting boundaries that preserve the integrity of the consulting engagement while fostering a connection that's both personal and professional. And this involves maintaining that personal touch while ensuring decisions are made in the best interest of the organization, striking a balance between loyalty to existing consultants to openness to new partnerships. And moreover, consultants' ability to thrive and influence, leverage their emotional intelligence, read a room, and understand the undercurrents of an organization becomes a double-edged sword. While the influence can drive breakthroughs and cement strong partnerships, it must be tempered with a commitment to ethics and objectivity. The value of a personal relationship with a consultant is undeniable, but it cannot be the sole foundation of the partnership. Without a system in place to mitigate bias and encourage a healthy rotation of suppliers, whether beneficial, there's a risk that decision might be made based on personal affinity rather than a solid strategy and a clear-eyed assessment of what's best for the company. So as we conclude today's episode, I'd like to leave you with a valuable insight. Our discussion revealed that the essence of consulting with its unique characteristics also resonates across other professional services like legal. And at the heart of these intangible service-oriented sectors are the fundamental elements of trust, compatibility, and impact, underscoring that these are fundamentally human-to-human -human interaction. So it's crucial to remember that relationships drive decision. People do business with people that trust and relate to. While the human element is indispensable, making it the key to successful project, it's equally important to ensure that personal biases and relationships do not unduly influence decision-making. The concept of fit is crucial. Companies should not only seek consultants with the right expertise, but also those who can seamlessly integrate with their team and vice versa. Balancing this dynamic is what leads to truly effective and objective outcomes. So for those interested in exploring these subjects further, I've compiled a selection of resources that can help you better understand consulting. Uh, the first one is an insight called How to Buy Consulting Services Like a Pro, The Definitive Guide. Here, we delve into the various dimensions to consider when assessing the fit of the consulting service. It's a comprehensive guide that covers everything from understanding your own needs to evaluating a consultant proposal through the right lens. Um, second one is an insight also called Balancing Acts, the Tightrope of Ethics and Conflicts of Interest in Consulting. So in this article, we explore the ethical challenges in consulting, in particular on the front of conflicts of interests. 
So you can find all these resources and more on our website, consultingquest.com under the thought leadership section. So th these guides uh, and, and insights are designed to provide you with the insights you, and tools you need to make informed decisions and foster successful consulting engagements. Now, looking ahead to our next episode, we'll continue with this topic and talk further on how to assess impact and true value. We will also take a look into the unique nature of consulting negotiations and roll it up all by briefly taking a peek on consultant beyond business interests. So thank you for tuning in into this episode. Your thoughts and feedback means the world to me. So don't hesitate to reach out on LinkedIn and via email at htl at consultingquest.com. I always up for a chat. And if there are any topics you'd love to hear about in future episodes, send them my way to you. Can't wait to hear from you. And until next time, stay safe and keep up the smart consulting sourcing game. Au revoir for now and happy sourcing. You've been listening to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at consultingquest.com. Find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. For questions and comments, send an email to ellen.lafitte at consultingquest.com. See you next time.